Welcome to the Dumb Dominoes Podcast. As always, I'm Chase. I'm Zach. And today, we're doing the DCU in the extended future. Mm-hmm. And in the words of Walter White, let's cook. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. I've been waiting to do this episode since uh, early this week. James Gunn and Peter Safran, you know, came out Monday. Okay. And unveiled their master plan for the DC universe. And, and some disclaimer, I haven't heard any of this, so this is all new news to me. Yeah, so this is going to be probably, honestly, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I I love this stuff. And me and you have been speculating for so long about when we heard James Gunn, even before James Gunn, we said, what are they going to do? How are they going to Because it was all over the place and no one had a clear vision or idea of what they wanted for exactly the justice league and all of dc in general so james gunn and peter saffron came out and revealed basically their 10-year plan okay 10 years uh they revealed at a press conference in california between the the meeting and self-imposed deadline that they set for themselves when he took the job and they've unveiled that the dc's first phase is going to be called Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. Okay. What do you think of that name? I think it's a, is it, if it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's kind of a throwback to an older comic. I mm-hmm. could be wrong, and I'm sure that people will correct me if I am, but it, it has that old school vibe of like, you know, you obviously have the monsters of like, um, you know, what is it, Brainiac and Doomsday and stuff like that, and then mm. gods like, you know, Aquaman and Superman. So here's here's the big piece of news. Like, I'm going to run through everything that was uh, announced, but after I tell you this, so a huge question was answered that we all wanted to know. There is actually going to be a separate universe called the DCU Elseworlds, and you know what that's going to have? Matt Reeves' Batman. Mm. It's going to have Joker. Joker Part 2. So let me ask. I know know I'm cutting you off. You cut me off. But is this... Is Elseworlds... Is it going to be all the multiverses... Like all the multiverse stories they want to tell? And then they're going to have their official DC lineup? Because that's what it kind of sounds like. Like like Joker and Batman and like... They're going to have nothing to do with the... The pyramid scheme that's coming. Are they like going to have anything to do with each other? Not like as of now. I'm sure if this thing just breaks down beautifully in 10 years, you might get some kind of crazy crossover. Okay. But as of now, that's why it's called Elseworlds, because they want to do Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, and they want to do Joker uh, with you know the musical, and they want to do... The Batman. And the Penguin show. Mm-hmm. But there's no way they can make that tie-in with... You know, they're going to obviously have to do these projects with the younger cast. And then, um, actually, James Gunn said that the new actors they're going to hire, they're actually going to make them sign 10-year contracts. Mm. So if you decide you want to be Batman, Superman, Swamp Thing, etc., you you're going to be you're a, in it. You're gonna be an early 20-something actor, and you're going to have to sign for a decade. That's... Almost a scary kind of... Now, my question is, can you get out of that contract or can you renegotiate the pay? Which, you got to think they're going to try as hard as they can not to do pay renegotiations because that that slows down a schedule. And if you're on a decade that everything has to be on a perfect schedule, 
Well, imagine you're one of those actors who, you know, you don't have a real big following and you you don't have a lot of notoriety around and all of a sudden these movies like boost you, but you Which can't renegotiate. Would. Well, <laughs> the thing is, we've already seen this play out in our lifetime. We've already actually seen the the grandest scale of them all play out in the most successful way it ever could. What's that? Oh, just a little thing called Marvel. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Just uh, how many films until Endgame? 24, 22? 20-something. And it took guys from obscurity to new heights. It took guys whose careers were dead, like Robert Downey Jr. And propelled them into... Propelled them to immortality. <clears throat> yeah. It took guys like Chris Evans. I mean, he was semi-established, but... I mean, uh, the Fantastic Four was a huge failure, so... He wasn't, he wasn't really, he might have been B-list until Captain America. Would you say yeah. B-list? Yeah. yeah. I, he definitely was I'd say like, all of them felt like that. You know, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, who's Bruce Banner? I forgot his name. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, him. He had some hits, but yeah. But like, they were all like, they weren't the heavy hitters until, you know, was it the first Avengers came out? And then they were like, okay, we're, we think these are established people. Mm -hmm. And then Civil War came out, and they were like, oh, yeah, they're already, they've been established. Yeah. Well, the good news about this is we were excited for James Gunn to run this thing because he did Guardians of the Galaxy, something we love. But I, I didn't know much about Peter Safran. But here's the great thing about this. Peter Safran, he's going to be the business guy. He's going to make sure everything stays intact, everything goes the way it's planned. James Gunn is actually going to be writing or have a hand in writing almost all of these. He's going to write the new Superman film. So essentially he's going to be the overarching brainchild for everything. Yeah, but even like Kevin Feige, like he wasn't out there writing every Marvel movie. Like James Gunn said this was his dream and like he's going to be 100% hands-on. He's not going to sit back. He's going to like steer the story of these major characters well the i mean i guess you could say that's a good thing in that he's dedicating everything he has into all of it but if he takes it in a certain direction who's to oppose him you know what i'm saying i just feel like he's earned it like i mean yeah i, I trust james gunn i'm just saying if he goes a certain route with a certain character that isn't like appreciated or isn't worthwhile in the sense of what that character is supposed to be <sighs> And it's like, I guess the audience and then Warner Brothers will determine that. Will determine that, but that's just something I wasn't even thinking about. I, I was thinking about the other way. Like we had hope for once that it would be portrayed the right way. Well, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for as well. Yeah. I hope that if DC finally gets its just desserts, you know, it finally I, gets what it what it needs. So that's the surface of this, but. Since you don't know all these projects, I do. Mm -hmm. I'm just chomping at the bit because I, I just want to see like your reaction. Yeah, okay. we had to do the the prologue there. Yeah, the, the yeah. We're establishing the premise. I mean, even Lord of the Rings had to do the prologue <laughs> with Galadriel. Uh, oh yeah, and the battle of the Mount Doom. Yeah. So you want to get into it? Sure, I'm I'm excited. Um, let's see. The films and the series revealed. Half the content for Chapter 1. The Flash, which is still set to release June 16th, will serve as the reset point for the DC Universe, paving the way for the story slated for Gods and Monsters. 
So they took the Flash, a movie that's been redone and remessed with, and Urza Miller being in hot water, and this is going to be like the stepping stone, the catalyst. Who knows who is going to be in this thing? Mm. How many times has this been reshot? So wait a minute. So this movie was almost coming out and has now been reshelved to be worked on and then going to be re-released in a sense. In a way as a stepping stone. That's going to basically wipe the slate yeah. clean. I mean, six months ago, this movie had Michael Keaton as Batman, Batman Ben Affleck as Batman, Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa, propelling that DCEU. Yeah. Now, this same movie is going to propel the DCU And basically reestablish everything. It's called the DCU, but I almost feel like I have to say Guns DCU. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's kind of... But let's get right into it, and we're right. going to start with a bang. All right. And I'm just going to... This is the first movie that's going to release. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is read the title, and then I'm going to read you a little synopsis. Okay. I'm going to do this on every one. So I might let you react when I say the name. Okay. But if you really want to jump in, but you might wait, I don't know. Okay. So the first film, Superman Legacy, with a 2025 release date. Mm, that's a minute, though. Hey, James Gunn is writing Superman Legacy, a feature film slated for July 11th, 2025. The movie will show Clark Kent balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing, showcasing Superman as a good hero in a morally complex world. This movie will be PG-13, and we learn ratings from other projects depend on the story. Gunn hasn't decided if he will direct Superman Legacy, but will write it. So basically, he's going to be... He's going to write it. And he's... I'm, well, I was talking about Superman in this. I think he's mostly going to be Clark Kent and growing up in Kansas and maybe like an... Er I'm just... Well, I'm not really guessing. I'm going from what I've seen. He's going to be like an early 20s, just learning to, to use his powers. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even that. I mean, I don't want to say that it's a straight up origin story, but it's like... You say this is him becoming a hero. This is going to be a guy in his early 20s. Yeah. I mean, there's no... And they might slate him as like 18 years old. So basically that tells me that they're going to have a young actor. It's going to be Clark Kent. So we're pulling Smallville, in a sense, with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a... Hey, you're on to something. Hey. It's going to be Smallville, and uh, obviously, it's going to be... You know what the first thing that comes to my mind? All those classic characters that you know in the Superman universe are going to be recast. We're going to have to figure out who Lois Lane is. We're going to have to figure out who Jor-El is. We're going to have to figure out... No, I know it's kind of in the future, but Lex Luthor. We're going to have to figure out Lex Luthor, you know, Zod again for the hundredth time. I mean, Michael Shannon was an amazing Zod. Holy crap. He was phenomenal, Zod. I, w I hope they bring him back in almost. People get so hung up on that freaking movie about all this other stuff, but put it aside. Michael Shannon is Zod. I mean, if you want to look at that the right way, he's the hero. Everything I do... It's for Krypton. Yeah. It's for the future of the Kryptonians. I mean, come on. He was fighting to save his race. I mean, yeah, but they couldn't have picked Mars. But I guess... I guess Superman was fighting to save his race. Holy crap, man. You just had two people just hell-bent to save their species. And well, we're at the... Uh, well, that's what made Zod a compelling character. 
is that he was trying to, in his mind, he was doing good, and in a way, he actually was doing good, but doing bad in the process. Yeah, I thought Jesse Eisenberg was the worst Lex Luthor ever. I think he's one of the worst actors ever. <laughs> and I will never come off of that. And you know how many movies I've seen with him? He, he A was lot. In, he was in Now You See Me, right? I've he, seen it. He was great in that. I loved him. Yeah, I saw him in the movies that he's praised for, like The Social Network. I did enjoy Zuckerberg, that movie. And then, it's just him. I, 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 And you know what I love so much about... On. And what I love so much about Zombieland is basically you have Woody Harrelson saying all the things you want to say to him. Oh, yeah. You know, Calling him telling a nerd him he's and, a nerd and a yeah. punk and I can't stand you right now. And he's drinking whiskey and he wants to fight him. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking for that dang Twinkie. So just tell me, I mean, anything you want to say about this. I mean, what comes to mind? What I know you love Superman. You know I love Superman. Me and you're... You know, we're a major bone and poop about Henry. Yeah. Uh, but this podcast is not really about that. You don't think that... I know this is... Uh, you don't think uh, they'll get Henry as Jor-El, do you? Oh, Jesus. That'd be pretty That'd be pretty dope. Man. Uh, you know, just a little taste of him back as, as a Kryptonian. But anyway... I don't think he would do it, honestly. After all the crap they've done to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I'm very curious to see who they're going to pick because you have to have a certain look and style for Superman. You have to have a certain build for Superman. Do you have a feeling that in most of these films I I have this feeling that it's going to be someone you don't really know. It's going to be some kid off Euphoria that's got a real chiseled jawline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like No, that's kind of what I expect. I kind of expect the uh, not so main characters like Lex Luthor or Brainiac or you know, like some of those characters, those iconic but can be older, like Jor-El mm. also, for example, or Zod maybe. Villains were probably going to be more of the totally. bigger actors or more known. Think. Yeah, and then the heroes are obviously going to be the um, younger, more unknowns. Mm. That's just my... Because I, I figure if you're going to use a villain, you're going to get someone like Josh Brolin, who's been around a while... <laughs> You know, he, when we watch this thing, me and Josh are gonna be thirty. I I, I can tell you this right now, How Josh. How old are you gonna be? I'm gonna be July 11th, 25. 25, I'll be twenty five. And Josh, like, I'll probably just be coming out of the depression of turning thirty because <laughs> uh, I would have done that in March, so April, May, June. I got four months to just deal with it. And Josh's will be about to. Become yeah, 30. for Josh's birthday, we'll go see Superman. How about that? Hey, and usually you'd say something like, well, they'll probably push the release date. Probably not, since these this is a big plan. I don't think you're going to see a lot of shuffling unless Urza Miller decides to kidnap someone again. <laughs> he did that. He's convicted. Hey, there's no alleged. He's convicted. Is he really? Yeah. I haven't kept up with him ever since he was missing. Matt, how are... Matt... I keep saying these uh, different words that you shouldn't say as a, like a podcast host, like man and you know and like, like, yeah. But it's just so out there when it comes to that guy. Like I, I just say that just to uh, slow myself down. So I don't know. I want to say a lot of things about Ezra Miller. Well, let's move on from Ezra. Cur- well, <laughs> it needs to be talked about. They're going to launch this thing off the shoulders of the Flash. 
a movie that we really didn't want to support. Oh, yeah. The only reason I was interested in seeing it was Henry Cavill, Superman. I mean, I just want to see a Batman. Well, he... Even that, though I'm not big on We ben don't Affleck. know about that anymore. And then Michael Keaton. That was... Well, that, all those things are gone. Well, that's what I'm saying. Those were the only reasons I was interested in the movie. I cannot support that guy with what he is... Not alleged what he's convicted of. And... But you literally might miss a suit, a new Superman reveal. You in, might, that, in that film. Or you might miss some of these other things I'm going to talk about. Right. They've got to be in there. Like, there's no way they're not. I mean, at least at the end. And the cutscene, yeah, and the uh, after uh, cutscene. I'm, I'm a video game guy now. Yeah. So you're telling me that the Snyderverse or whatever it's called, so all the um, Henry Cavill Justice League films that we currently have are actually going to be in a way canon to this new one. I. D- I don't know. I so I because it's basically it sounds like this whole series that we already have with Aquaman and Wonder Woman and uh it's gonna and the play. Justice League is gonna be like the uh, prologue, kind of like Lord of the Rings in a way. It's gonna be the prologue to this, which is gonna extend its own thing, but could still be considered its own. I mean, I guess it's that's what it sounds like. Like this yeah, is but... still gonna be in a way canon, but. But they're keeping Momoa as Aquaman. They're going to finish the trilogy. Is that going to be in Elseworlds? Nope. That's in That's in uh, this one. Really? Yep. Yep. Gods and Monsters. So how, how does that work? That's what I was about to say. How is that going to tie in I with don't the know. new Aquaman? I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. Maybe they're going to introduce both Aquaman in one movie. I think he's just going to be Aquaman. They're not going to look for another Aquaman. Like, they met him and Gunn, and that's the thing. Well, here's the next one. Okay. Hey, don't look at it before I read it, all right? I'm not, I'm not reading it. If we're going to make this a surprise. Okay. At, this one is naturally. Okay. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, is an adaptation of Tom King's comic. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow is also a part of the DC's first chapter. The movie is based on Tom King's comic of the same name in which we see Supergirl that's much harsher than we've seen before, according to Gunn. This is because Kara grew up on a piece of Krypton that drifted away from the planet in a horrible situation where all she watched around her was death. So basically she's on a floating rock from the exploded Krypton. I really hope that the majority of the movie is not just her like dealing... I hope the majority, like, the first, like, third of the movie is her on Krypton during the, like, meltdown phase, and then, like, maybe the middle is about her floating through, and then the end is going to be her getting to Earth. I hope so. But I am happy that we're getting a Supergirl movie. I know Josh is going to be stoked. That's one of his favorite characters. I want to see it, and, uh... I'm really worried in in the direction and the tone they're going to go with it and, and who they cast, but... I'm I'm all for it. I hope they just don't make it too dark because she's a very optimistic person. I'm not gonna say they're gonna push a woke agenda. I'm just saying like I hope it's um like I hope it's just about that story because you're gonna have to go like 100% pedal to the metal on that story. Yeah. Like we're not gonna have time to do a Bill and Frank episode. Like we've got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we got to put the pedal to the metal. We got to establish her. You know, like a bad to the bone 
The only thing tougher is tougher than Cal El. If I'm not mistaken, Superman was in the Justice League by the time she showed up, and uh, on Earth, like he was already an adult, because because so. he was a baby when Kara was a teenager. Yeah. Well, then when she was in space, I think she froze and she didn't age, but in that time she was floating towards Earth. Makes Superman sense. had already grown up, and was Superman. So who are they gonna cast? <laughs> Like, beats me. How old is she going to be? She's got to be in her teens. And she's going to be like hot or like a muscled up or like kind of a mix, I guess. Oh I would assume, you know, you know, toned and muscled, but looks like she can it, run through somebody, but still, yeah. I mean, I guess still enough to get the butts in the seats for the, yeah. Are you talking like a? Not like a bodybuilder, hey, is that what you're saying? Hey, Avatar 2 did exactly what I was talking about. Even with the new blue people. Oh, oh okay. They said, we know what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know who they're going to get to play Supergirl. Like I said before, I'm, I'm riding the, this line mostly of they're going to go with young actors, actresses that maybe you saw in one decent indie flick. TV show extra. It's so scary when you do that because you're going to be taking people at a young age and throwing them into the fire. Well, it's going to be limited exposure for these people and who knows of how, like, now I don't want to get too far into that, but like talented because experience is a big thing in these things too. Yeah, is this going to be like Han Solo where they went through like 900 actors and then the guy they did pick was terrible, and then he had to take acting lessons in the middle of shooting. Did he really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't know that. It was terrible, and he was terrible. And she's going, and he's going up against Amelia Clark, who was in the middle of Game of Thrones, like in it. Just a, a you know, just that had the hearts of the world at, yeah. the, at that point, and Woody Harrelson, who has had our hearts since day one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I wish I was as loose as Woody. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know it's because he's, you know, smoking 24-7. He's such a wildcat. But, like, I could believe anything you... You, you could tell me any Woody Harrelson story ever. And you and believe, I'll believe it. it. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's on the set of Cheers with Ted Danson, and you've heard about that set when he was young, and then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, White Man Can't Jump with Wesley Snipes in the, in the 90s. Wesley Snipes in the early 90s. Woo! Blade. Uh, yeah, Blade. And uh, just all different assortments of movies that guy's been in. But hey, uh, you have any other thoughts about Supergirl? I think it's going to be awesome. I just, I know I keep saying this over and over, but I wholeheartedly believe this. I just feel like all the first installments of these, they need to go pedal to the metal, push the pace hard. Mm -hmm. And get these established. I don't want a side story. I don't want them. Well, well, well DC can't afford it at this point because if they do, if they screw this one up, it's done yeah. for another thirty years. Well, it's going to sound horrible because I always say this is the key, but I don't really want a lot of character development in a superhero universe. I kind of just want to see them as bigger and better than us, and that they don't have the the problems of regular humans. Now, do you want to humanize them? Maybe just a little bit at some point. Yeah. But 
I just break all the rules when it comes to superhero movies. Like, if I'm watching Christian Bale, directed by Christopher Nolan, like, yeah, I want the whole thing to be character development. Oh, yeah. Character arc. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Supergirl and uh, Superman, not really. Let's just see him tear up the world and fight aliens and let's go. Well, I say you're dealing with vastly different types of characters, too, because if you're dealing with Batman, he's still very human. And his uh, that's problems, a great point. His problems are very human, but if you're dealing with Superman, he's an alien, and his problems are like alien. Yeah, just just do it right. Like one thing that they failed at miserably uh, was just trying to humanize these certain characters. Don't humanize him. And well, here's the deal. I guess I would say humanize him at the right moment. Well, like uh, Kryptonite has, you know, basically rendered him powerless. Well, at first what you have to do, in my opinion, and this also applies to Supergirl, is when you first introduce them, they're still going to be, you know, learning their powers. So essentially they are going to be human. And then you have to ascend well, them to a, well, not too human to the point where it's like they're not even a hero. You know, they don't even have abilities. Mm -hmm. But just to like... They're learning who they are and what they can do, but they're not fully established in what they can do. And then once they do figure out, like, we are heroes, that's when you send them to God level and you take away that humanity yeah. until later. I'm with you. That's kind of how I see it. Well, this is a, uh, this next one, okay. don't look at the screen. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not this looking. next one's number one for me. Oh, of excitement? Of everything that's announced. Okay. So let's get into it. And I, I might have to explain to you what this means because I, I did have to do a lot of... Well, actually I don't. You'll get it. But... Okay. The Brave and the Bold introduces DCU's Batman. The Batman. The Batman. We're gonna have a Batman for the DCU. Well, thank God. Because <laughs> Robert Pattinson... Is going to be in Elseworlds and with the Matt Reeves universe. Yeah. So this DCU has got to have the Caped Crusader. Well, yeah. And we're gonna get. Well, me and you have been talking about this for God knows how long. How are you gonna do that? What are you gonna do? Pattinson's a year two Batman, but it's like, how is it gonna fit? Well, we, this is it. They're just going a whole new Batman. A new Batman is coming to the DCU by the way of the Brave and the Bold. The movie focuses on Damian Wayne. The son of Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul. It's a father and son story based on Grant Morrison's comics run. We can also expect to see members of the Bat family as well. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with this, but Damian Wayne, his son, mm -hmm. actually becomes a deadly assassin and eventually Robin. Yeah, I knew that. So you're going. So, but we. So you're telling me you we, know that obviously. Yeah. But, so basically, this tells me that this Batman. Is not going to be the baby boy Batman. This is going to be a Batman that's. Uh, this is going to be a grizzly. 40. Yeah, he's going. He's an well, older than that. He's 50, 60. I know, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to go. Well, this is going to be several years before the whole Batman Beyond uh, instance because Damien wasn't born, I think, until he was thirty or something like so that. This Mid thirties. It's so crazy that in, in all these announcements we're going to have these young superheroes and then 
Batman's going to come in, and this is going to be an older Batman. Well, that also means we would have had already established within this universe, um, obviously Batgirl, which could have been Oracle already, Jason Todd's Robin, which is most likely going to be Red Hood. Well, yeah, it has to be Red Hood. Uh, Dick Grayson is Nightwing. It's already going to have established him. Tim Drake, possibly, if they even introduce Tim Drake, which is a good possibility they just will throw him to the side. Maybe we can get Chris O'Donnell back. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's Batman? I think he had... I think he actually is a great career now. He's like one of the main characters on like a NCIS. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's actually doing fairly well. He's doing good for himself. So, I don't know why this came up, but my thought when I heard Damian Wayne, he's gonna be uh, Robin. When I thought of what age Batman was gonna be, I thought of no other than one man to play this part perfectly, and I want Jensen Ackles. To yes. be Batman. That would be perfect. I want Jensen Ackles. I want Soldier Boy Soldier Boy, Boy yeah. Dude, he's got the chiseled jawline. He's got the hair. The physique. He's got the physique, physical. If you clean him up. He's got the sound. He's got the sound. Like the, the voice style. That's kind of how I see it. I just think that he would be phenomenal. I think that he would be a phenomenal Batman. And you know what's hilarious? He's a huge fan. He loves Batman. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Well, get him. Get him right now. Get him. Sign him. Yeah, up. sign him, please. And uh, he's hot right now. Yeah. Coming yeah, off yeah. the boys. And uh, what's the other show he was on for 20 years? Uh, Supernatural. Supernatural. There's actually a quote of him in Supernatural. Uh, well, there's a scene where he goes, I'm Batman. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, this is a man that you can trust. 20 years of Supernatural and then. He's coming hot off the boys right now. Let's just get this guy in there. And I have, if if that doesn't work out, I do have a pretty decent replacement around the same age. Who's that? Maybe Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. Bring him back. We still have, We still can always consider uh, Jamie. I forget his real name. God, my God, he would be perfect for this. What is he now, about 52? 53? Probably somewhere in there. I don't really know. Now, age. the reason I didn't bring him up, uh, Nikolai Kostrovaldo, yeah, is because I feel like his uh, iron has cooled off a little from Game of Thrones, and he's literally never done anything big. He's done a bunch of it. He's killing it on the indie scene. Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. But I just think you have to go with Jensen Ackles, and then if you don't, Nikolai Kostrovaldo would be a phenomenal fit. God, he's got the jawline, the physical appearance, the, uh, he's real, he'd be great as Bruce Wayne, like, he'd be. I still, to this day, could probably believe him as Prince Charming. Yeah, exactly, so, but he's physical, too, I mean, he played mm -hmm. a, a knight, like a fighting knight. And so, Game of Thrones wasn't exactly a, uh, you know, uh, soft show, in a sense, you know, he was, he was getting in there. And Batman has always been something I've kind of said. I'm not really sure what the right Batman is. I don't know who's the right one. But for this exact Batman for age, like, I've actually got two or three that I would just be thrilled with. They just bring back Ben Affleck. And at the very, very... <laughs> no. At the very, very end, my third option would be Luke Evans. I still think he'd be great. I think he'd be a phenomenal Batman. He's got to show up in this. 
at some point, I feel like. He looks great. He's got the the charm by a million. Well, tell me this. If you if you were to go on that assumption, who's going to be Damien? Because hmm. he's got to be 20s, roughly. Well, here's the thing. I think they're going to focus probably more on Damien because mm-hmm. he's younger and it seems like we're trying to build the young nucleus. What, what would you say about the duo of Jensen Ackles and Timothy Chalamet? Because I feel like Timothy is the only younger guy that people are looking at right now. Except for maybe Tom Holland, but even he's starting to get up in age. It'd be great, but I mean, he's doing Dune. It'd probably be tough to fit him in. Like, he's too big of a star. That's fair. Why it would work with Jensen and why it would work with Nikolai Coster-Waldo is, like, Jensen's kind of free right now. He just makes some little spots and the boys if he does show up. And Nikolai, too, so it's kind of like... I just feel like uh, Chalamet's kind of on his way to A-list stardom, like Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he would take this on right now. But you could go, I mean, depending on who you cast as uh, Bruce Wayne, like, I mean. Well, that would also make Dick Grayson, what, like, late, late 30s, early 40s? Maybe, somewhere in there? Who would you get to play Nightwing? I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's just, this is, it's beautiful. Jason Todd. Well, when are we going to get this movie? There's no release date. Oh, is there not? No. I wonder what's going to come out first. The Batman 2 or, well, uh, the Batman 2 is actually coming out uh, within a month of the new Superman movie. So you're going to get Matt Reeves and Pattinson's Batman 2 within a month of Superman. (laughs) That's going to be a great time. You better clear your schedule in two years. I don't care what you're doing. You have a baby due by then. You better get to the theater. Bring it to the theater. We'll have a home birth at the theater. (laughs) Oh, my God. We'll just have the pool in the middle of the chairs or something. Well, as much as I don't want to, let's move on. What is that movie called one more time? The Bold and the Brave? Or is that just uh, a working title? That's a working title. Okay. I think it's just going to be... Yeah, The Brave and the Bold. Oh, reversed. It's by the way of it, so that's just what it's based on. Probably going to be called Batman, right? Who knows at this point? We've the already... Batman. Yeah. Batman. A, how about a Batman? I mean, you could go like 15 different ways with it. I'm just... They I, asked Matt Reeves what his second Batman was going to be, and he said, The Batman Part 2. Oh, yeah. Ha! Yeah. No, the thing I'm trying to figure out is if you're going to do a very young Superman, you know, who's learning his abilities, Yeah. why are you already, like, very much establishing a Batman where he's well into the Bat family and he's got a son already? Because that's... My prediction is they're actually going to move to a uh, younger Batman. What is Damien? Like Batman Beyond. That's my chance. I, this is my prediction because we know that that was a project that was shelled, and that just seems that just like probably get a couple movies establishing Supergirl and Superman, and we can use that to transition into a. And that's why I think maybe that they can get for this one like a big name for Batman because mm-hmm. he just like two three movies he's out of there and is replaced. Maybe that that is speculation. I mean, yeah. Your Honor, speculation. <laughs> it's a hearsay. Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> hearsay. Sustained. 
All right, you're going to be very excited about this. Okay. As if everything I said you're not excited about. Yeah. I it's don't... just crazy to me that we finally have confirmation on these things. Yeah, this is still phase one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Swamp Thing and the Authority movies announced. So, Gunn and Saffron also revealed a new Swamp Thing movie. Okay. Which is set to the explore the character's dark origins. Little else was revealed about that project. The final movie that was revealed, The Authority, just like Triple H is Authority on Raw. Yeah. It was a joke. Well, the thing about that is, The Authority, which will move a lot of Wildstorm characters into the DCU, Gunn described it as a very different kind of superhero story, starring a group of characters that think the only way to fix the broken world is to take things into their own hands. Do you know anything about The Authority? Mm Mm-mm. I don't know anything about the authority at all. One thing that I'm kind of confused on is this popularity with Swamp Thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I'm not trying to disrespect the character at all, but that character is like kind of blown up in a way mm-hmm. and become like a cult icon in a way, I guess. And it just became very popular. And it's confusing to me because... I just never saw the appeal. Now, maybe I'm just overlooking something or I don't know enough about the character. But, um, yeah, it's it's weird to me that they're putting an emphasis, you know, we got Superman, Supergirl, Batman, Swamp Thing. Because, you know, he's a very established and well-known character. Yeah. That's just my thought on it. It's like we could use this time to develop other characters because this seems like a Phase 5 movie you know mm-hmm. maybe a phase three if you integrate them as a villain in a certain way but other than that like why are we focusing so much on swamp thing when you could focus on aquaman or the flash or wonder woman <laughs> i don't know green lantern for god's sakes well just stay patient okay where's ryan reynolds so so basically the authority uh mm. jack hawksmore the god of cities is one of the most interesting superpowers in history. He's able to read the energy of the entire city, enabling him to communicate with them about uh, what they and the people who inhabit them are feeling. So these powers come from experiments when he was a kid. So what do you think of that? So his ability is the... So he's able to read the energy of a city. but And communicate with them, basically. And, and communicate in what sense? Just, like, talking or, like, communicate with the energy and, like... I don't know. See, like, he can see sense, like, light energy versus dark energy I'm just, and, and I, like, balance it. I'm just trying to go on the basics of the authority here. Okay. Jenny Sparks, the uh, founder of the authority, almost a century old when we first meet her, was born in England. Her powers manifest in the ability to control electricity. She's basically ageless in her lifelong. She crossed paths and influenced many of the history's great figures. She's sort of like super heroic Forrest Gump. (laughs) (laughs) Even though uh, the latter never encouraged... Oh, well, I don't want to talk about that guy. (laughs) Well, it sounds kind of like it's like the theme or the Mm -hmm. idea of the movie is going to be energy and electricity versus natural, like, you know, nature and swamp. Apollo, the Sun King, better known, uh, well, some cult success. 
Apollo is essentially the team's Superman at analog with powers that include fight, superhuman strength, basically immortality. The Midnighter, Knight's uh, bringer of war, just a normal human, just like uh, his abilities are super strength, super speed, rapid healing ability. Kind of like a Wolverine, it sounds like. Yeah, Swift, the winged huntress. Uh, born with genetic uh, marker that was activated when a meteor passed by the Earth. Powers of flight. Uh, just I've things never, like that. Saying, I've never heard of these characters. Superhuman speed, the ability to understand the feeling of birds. Okay. The engineer, the maker. Uh, so that's kind of what... <laughs> That's kind of the authority. Okay. So what do you think of that? Uh, it's interesting. It's 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 interesting that they're introducing... Because when I figured that they were going to redo this universe, I figured we're going to get the established characters, you know, the, the Justice League, then the epic, what the Justice League movie should have been, where all of them come together... Oh my God! You know, bite Steppenwolf. We've seen it twice, and it was supposed to be amazing. Yeah, I, I will say the Snyder's version did have a few good things in it. Okay, wasn't a great movie. Like Steppenwolf in the tent, looking like a Coke can. Look, that didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. He looked terrible, and his voiceover was awful. One thing that, uh, one thing I loved. I'm going to tell you this, and it's a spoiler in case you haven't seen Snyder's Cut. I don't care. But uh, they did finally introduce an original Justice League member who was not in there. Mm. And no, it was not uh, Green Lantern or any iteration of Green Lantern. It was uh, Martian Manhunter. Really? You know who he was? Who? Remember the general in Man of Steel? Yeah. That's Martian Manhunter. Oh, Okay. He transformed. And I just thought, oh, I was like... Because he made the joke at the end of Man of Steel. Yeah, and I was like, there it is. We finally got an original Justice League member. And and that was it. And he looked good, too. He was jacked. Oh, I bet. I'm going to go watch that now. I'm, his, absolutely not. His super suit... <laughs> honey? His super suit can, uh, consists of just underpants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He doesn't have a shirt. He has no, like, pants, really. He's okay. just wearing, like, tidy whities But he is jacked. Mm. And that's what I needed. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so now we're into the actual TV series. Uh, uh, so, so that so phase one consists of Those three are the movies. movies that are announced. Okay. And then we're There's also getting more. TV shows to boot. Yeah, and I heard basically that they're trying to commit to two movies a year. Okay. I hate to do this. Oh, I didn't make a lot of noise. So, this chair is crazy. So you're saying 25 is going to be Superman and Supergirl, probably. Mm-hmm. And 26 is going to be Swamp Thing and Batman. I mean, roughly, yeah. Okay. So, Cre- uh, Creature Commandos is an animated series written by James Gunn. Animated. Creature Commandos will be the first show on HBO Max. It's an animated show written by James Gunn that's already entered production. The show will feature Rick Flagg Sr., uh, Nina Mazursky, Dr. Phosphorus, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, G.I. Robot, and Weasel. What was the first guy's name? Was it Rick? Rick Flagg Sr. Rick Flagg. So he was the, um, what is it? The Rick Rude. Head and, 
He said, "That's a joke." Yeah, he said, "Hello, ladies." That's the same guy, but still. Um, no, Rick. Uh, Rick Flag. He was the. Was it the commander of the Suicide Squad? Am I wrong on that? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that I don't think it's a senior or junior. I didn't know if it was or wasn't, but I'm pretty sure Rick Flag was a was the commander of it. You know, like the head dude that was running the ops, mm-hmm. like in the field. Yeah. Who was com- who was communicating with Walker? I just wasn't that interested in that, especially being an animated series. But this next one, what well, is, is it going to tie in? Yeah. Are they going to do live action, or are they going to do a live action mixed with an animated? I don't know. That'd be weird. I don't know. Well, this one's a, a real show here. Okay. Uh, Paradise Lost is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And it will be set on the island of the Amazons. Ooh. Yeah. Which is the home of the Amazons and the birthplace of Wonder Woman. This drama will focus on the creation and the politics of an all-woman society. The events in the Paradise Lost take place before Diana's birth and is said to be a Game of Thrones-type story. Really? About the Amazons. It'll be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Ding! Yeah, so what do you think of that? I mean, that could uh, be interesting. I mean, yeah, but I, it, are they trying to, like, world build, or are they trying to progress a solid story? Because it feels like they're world building more than anything. Well, the shows are probably going to be world building, right? Well, you got Swamp Thing. Well, that's a movie. It still feels like world building. I mean, we can't world build. We're starting completely over and doing first films, but we're world building. It's like, we can't world build anymore. Let's just go. Well, that's why I was thinking. Like, all of this stuff should already be established in a sense. Like, you have a rough idea of what's going on. It's a modern day world. You're dealing with modern day stuff. And all of a sudden, we have a TV show about the Amazons, which is cool. And I'm down with it. Based in the past, before Diana was ever born. So how does that include Wonder Woman at all? And it's a TV show, so is the end of the TV show going to introduce Wonder Woman? Or is are they going to introduce her before the show even ends? I figure it'll be like they do their own thing and then they just jump into the future or somewhat. The only way I can see it working is if it's like a miniseries, like a one, two season deal. And then at the end of it, there's Wonder Woman. I don't know. I just, I'm just calling them like I, I can see it. It could be cool. I have no idea how it's going to tie in. You see, this is what I was worried about, is that this confusing stuff might start coming back in, and that's what I didn't want. I wanted yeah. it to be somewhat more linear because that's what, well, that's what Marvel be, did. It ain't going to be exactly linear, I don't think, with an old Batman and a young Superman and It'll all come together, hopefully, right? Because they have a—they're starting from scratch and putting it together, so it's got to come together. I hope to God it does. I'm okay. so nervous. DC reveals three additional series for HBO Max. Gun and Saffron also showed up. Waller, a new series that takes place in between Peacemaker season one and season two. Don't know. That's all I know about that. Okay. Viola Davis is returning to star as Amanda Waller. And the show will also include some of Team Peacemaker. So I guess it's basically a Peacemaker spinoff. Sounds like. Yeah. She does good as Waller. This is the one, though. I I just told you that to tell you this one. 
Okay. This is the one, and uh, I'm going to let you take over as soon as I say it. We also learned about a true detective-like series that follows cops John Stewart and Hal Jordan, and we all uh, the Lanterns. Oh yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh yes! Yep. They're doing both Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Yeah. Oh this man! This is it. Oh be man! It. I knew when you were talking earlier. I was like, "Keep a lid on it, Chase. Come on!" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy we're finally... You said a true detective True detective-like series. There's a booster goal, which is the story of a superhero with imposter syndrome who uses technology from the future to pose as a superhero. Ooh. The Lanterns. Oh, I'm so happy we're finally getting some love for the Green Lanterns. You know how important they are? Like, Do you really understand how important they are? They're like on the level of Superman when you're doing in intergalactic war. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And they've been so crapped on because of Ryan Reynolds. And it's so weird. He's so beloved mm -hmm. that he has this huge like failure as Green Lantern when he's just, like, he can do no wrong. Like, what happened? It was, I know what happened. I just am saying that, like, hyperbole. I, the only thing I remember from the Green Lantern movie... Was at a certain point they're out in like a like a like like a parking lot almost, and out of nowhere Green Lantern just conjures up a flying freight train. Really? That's the only thing I remember. But uh, it's almost so weird that I feel like if you did it with Ryan Reynolds now and had James Gunn write it, it would probably be one of the best-selling movies of all time. I don't think they will even want to test it. Bring Ryan. I, I want to test it. Oh, do you? Well, he tried Deadpool and. Uh, uh, Wolverine Origins, and it was terrible. And they brought it back. Yeah. And they brought it back, and it was amazing. Okay. But they're not going to do that. I think they? he's going to be busy with Marvel stuff. Ryan, right? Marvel? Well, he, well this is going to be... Well, Deadpool 3 is going to be the first integration, isn't it? Of Marvel and X-Men? Oh, you know, like when that first got announced, I was so jacked. I was like Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and then Ryan Reynolds, and then... Slowly, 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 I start to feel the machine creeping in to ruin it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll go see it no matter what, but you just slowly feel like the machine is mm -hmm. is just like the the weight of it's coming down on that, out of that goofy comedy that they love to do. Yeah. And we don't think you can say that, you know, like, shut up. Yeah. Oh, uh, we, uh, you know what I mean. Well, you know that the reason I'm happy... Because that they're doing a Lanterns show, or just bringing them back in general, is because not only are the Lanterns in general so fascinating, because oh, you have Red Lanterns, you have Yellow Lanterns, Green Lanterns, you know, you Sinetro, and obviously Hal Jordan and uh, John Stewart, but um, just the fact that the Lanterns are so powerful, because I remember, I remember watching an animated uh, movie, I think it was the Injustice movie, animated film. And there was a scene where Green Lantern was had created a bubble around Superman mm -hmm. to like hold him back, and it worked for a minute. Now Superman, obviously the strongest man in the galaxy, but still, like he held back Superman in a way. And yeah, when you uh, when you watch the Justice League, and uh, they're fighting Steppenwolf that first time, you can like see the lanterns fighting like kind of no close-ups of it mm -hmm. but you can see they defeated him yeah because the the lanterns were always 
Well, Green Lanterns were always establishment for good. Like, they were like the peacekeepers of the galaxy. Yeah. As far as I can understand it, like they were the police mm-hmm. in a sense. They governed everything and they tried to maintain order. And then you had the red let red lanterns that were interfering, and then I don't really know much about the yellow lanterns. Leslie Nielsen is the lantern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke. <laughs> so I knew that you'd be very, very, very happy about that. I am. Okay, let's move on. Gun says, "Let's see what happens regarding Erza Miller's future as the Flash, with the upcoming Flash movie as a pivotal." Turning point for the DCU. What will happen with the Flash moving forward is uncertain. Hopefully nothing. Ursa Miller made headlines through 2022 with numerous, numerous legal issues. <laughs> really? Leaving their future in question, we recently heard from Warner Bros. Discovery, are still willing to work with Miller. Gunn wouldn't answer any questions. Let's just see what happens, Gunn said. When the time is right, we'll have the conversation. Okay, and then this is almost, well, this is not coming to a close, but this is the close of, like, the information part of this. Mm. This is the other upcoming DC movies and shows confirmed, including the Matt Reeves Batverse. Is this in the other worlds? While some DC projects have hit the cutting room floor since Gunn and Saffron took over, a lot of previously announced projects are still moving forward. In addition, Matt Reeves Batverse. Here's the full list of previously announced DC projects that are still going. Okay. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Yes. The Flash, Blue Beetle, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Peacemaker Season 2, Joker 2. I don't know how to say that. The musical? Yeah, the musical. Where, uh, what's her name? Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. Yeah. And it's a musical. Something. What is, um, yeah, you watch that first masterpiece and you think to yourself, let's do a musical for the second one. Yeah, because that fits. Mm-hmm. Got the Batman too. Gotham oh, yeah. Knights on the CW. Gotham Knights, huh? Yeah, I've heard a lot about it, but I've never, because the CW is kind of, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Superman and Lois on the CW and Pennyworth on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that show? No, it's all. I mean, I see it on there all the time. But I, me too. Uh, you know what I mean. It's just, I'll I'll delve into it one day because I love Alfred. Yeah. And he tells all these stories. I want to see some of these stories. Master Wayne. Master Wayne. We all know who Alfred is. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> oh my god well hold on you know the alfred from the uh, yeah he's actually not alfred because the other guy the, was, the, yeah i he can't was remember his holding name. it down he was he was alfred from what michael keaton to george clooney yeah and that guy died in like 2010 he could have done batman begins yeah he could have done it he could have done them all well almost well michael kane's still alive bring him is back is he gonna be there's gonna be well we're gonna we have a Oh, you're talking about for the new one. Well, Alfred's probably dead if they're doing that one. I think he'll be... Because Dick Grayson... I think he'll be riding the ropes, you know what I'm saying? He'll be going downhill. Yeah, he'll be there, but he'll... Uh, anyway. So James Gunn wanted to clarify that Henry Cavill was not fired, just not hired for this universe. <laughs> then he's not. Then he's fired. There was never a deal for another movie besides Black Adam. That's what he says. You fired him 
Don't even play games with us. You fired him. See, we were. I thought everybody was in, had made the consensus. We were all in agreement. We were done with Ezra Miller, and we were all in with Henry Cavill. And it seems like DC and Warner Brothers and James Gunn have flip flopped it, and we're <sighs> we're done with Henry Cavill, and we might continue with Ezra Miller. Like I don't get it. I really don't. Well, I don't know either. Well, that's all the information that James Gunn revealed earlier this week in his, uh, basically his Twitter, press conference. Li- his Twitter live press conference. <laughs> okay. Uh, but man, just the fact that we've waited so long, me and you have speculated for so many years now on what they were going to do and if there was going to be another Batman, if there's going to be another Superman. I mean, even just a month ago, we thought Henry Cavill was going to be Superman. Yeah. And we had said, how are they going to do anything and so the fact that we know what's coming for 10 years even though this is about half of what's announced this mm-hmm. is the framework well and the other thing is i was thinking of uh we're gonna get i think the what is it called edge of tomorrow man of, it's gonna be like mm-hmm. the man of tomorrow kind of superman and that universe where everything's a little more futuristic in a sense mm-hmm. so you're not gonna have as mo- as many modern scenes like like you might imagine like it's not going to be set in today's world it seems like it's going to be set in like 2035 2040 in right. a sense so it's going to be a little more high tech a little more futuristic teslas are everywhere and um and that's kind of when we start leaning into uh batman beyond and you know we're gonna have uh oh what is it called future city or something like that, where we get where we get uh, Gorilla Grodd, mm-hmm. who's um, with the Flash, I believe. But I don't know. It's 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 not how I expected it. Now I'm not saying I'm disappointed or upset. Really, you got Batman, Superman, Lanterns, Swamp Thing, the Flash. You get Amazonian. Well, we women. don't know if we get the actual Flash. We don't get Wonder Woman. We don't get Aquaman. Or you get well, Aquaman. Or you, so we get, which is still confusing, but we get Aquaman, Superman, Lantern, Flash, well, uh, Batman rather, possibly a Flash, depending on if they bring another Flash in at the same time mm-hmm. with Ezra Miller and replace him. So we're kind of getting through the Justice League and building it. Like, where's Martian Manhunter going to fit in? I don't Whereas, know. There's seven members in the in the Justice League. We need all seven. Otherwise, it's not the Justice League. Like well, I, I like Cyborg, but he's a Teen Titan. He eventually works his way with Robin, but he ain't there yet. I'm just really interested in seeing this new Batman, both of them. I want to see the Batman 2 with Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I want to see this new Batman. Well, I'm interested in Red Hood. Especially because Red Hood was the outlier of the Bat family because he's the only member of the Bat family that kills and is willing to go that far, and that's the uh, yeah the str- the struggle or the conflict between him and the family. I'm willing just to do a free plug here. If no one has seen the show Gotham, it is just so good. It's just five seasons of just a freaking masterpiece on the city of Gotham 
Batman himself. Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. It's just Harvey Bullock. I cannot believe more people don't talk about that show. I don't hear anyone talk about it but us. Yeah. And it is so good. Like it when I say it's good, it's almost like one of those shows when you turn it on, I mean you just want to live in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every scene is like got a certain lighting to it to make you feel like you're in that world. It 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 feels so honest. You it know, does. about because here's the thing, like you when you see Gotham, you see the criminal underworld, but you see it through the lens of Batman mm-hmm. and you see like the hope and the the struggle for, you know, humanity yeah. and life. But in Gotham, it kind of rips that away and it puts you in the in the seat in the slums. Of yeah, it puts you there with Jim uh, with Jim Gordon, who sees it for what it really is, the monstrous hellhole hellhole that it become. It's just a masterpiece of of realism. It feels like you're watching Law and Order, but then it starts getting Looney Tunes at the same time mm-hmm. because it it's about Batman, and it's just the pacing is amazing. It's just a great show. Like it, it took the concept of you know the the running gag is where we we constantly relive the uh, the Wayne's family death, mm-hmm. but this time instead of you know jumping to seeing where when Batman became Batman, we're going to follow what happened to Bruce Wayne immediately it's just, after. It's such a good idea. And, and the main character of the show is Jim Gordon. Ben McKenzie from, he was on another hit show. Was he? Yep. So you got name recognition. And Harvey Bullock killed me. I Harvey Bullock is the, he's the shining light of that show. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Harvey Bullock in that show. Can't remember the guy's name who played him. I can't either. But he's in a lot of other stuff. He's in The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Now, I still want you to watch it, but he it, he's a pretty big deal in Vikings. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah so he's, he's phenomenal. Well, you have anything? Is that going to wrap up our reaction episode on the DCE? Well, uh, let me ask you this what are your feelings towards it are you still hopeful you still excited for every the whole grand scheme of it well let me lay it out for you okay let me put it to you this way i think marvel did something that's never going to be equal they did something that's you're never going to see the success of a long intertwined universe like that again and with the people being through that all they have a little superhero fatigue right now so for Everyone coming off the heels of Marvel to start a 10-year plan and and think that it's all going to come together and people to hang on, you're not going to be able to recreate how big that was. Like the magic. The magic. But am I excited for this? Absolutely. And do I am I 50 times more optimistic and more happy than I was before this was announced and Gunn was announced to lead in this? Absolutely. So the answer is yes and no. I don't think this is going to turn out like they think it will, but I'm a lot more happy that it's going this way than before it was going this way. Okay. What do you think? Well, see, I'm kind of, I'm still on the fence. Right, me too. Like, this could be a disaster. but Because I think, I think it'll work out. But we know for sure that it was going, it was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. It can't be any worse than where it's Can been. you believe how bad they dropped the ball when Marvel was just soaring close to the sun? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel soared above the sun while they fell apart. 
I mean, they while were they, they were drowning in the water while uh, while Marvel was flying the planes. They pulled an Icarus. They flew too close to the sun when trying to do the Justice League before they did the uh, solo movies for Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like what? Are you, and Batman. Yep. What are you doing? Could you? You know what I always told you? They I killed. Said, they killed said, Superman before the Justice League. <laughs> Remember what I told you? What if you would have got that Justice League after the smashing success of Aquaman and Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. And if you would have done a Batman movie, but that's hypothetical. I, I'm going off what we actually saw. Mm-hmm. What if you would have done the Justice League? With Man of Steel out there, Wonder Woman out there, and Aquaman out there. Three big hits. You want also... That movie would have had so much more steam. Tell me, am I wrong in thinking that we would have also had a Shazam running around? I'm not saying he would have been in it, but the success of well, Shazam... Well, it sure would have helped. Yeah, I was saying... And that movie should have came out before the Justice League. Yeah. Um, Which is another great... In my opinion, the second best DCEU movie. Other than Man oh, of Steel. Yeah. And you you had to have a Batman standalone. I just don't understand how you could possibly think you couldn't do a standalone movie for all these characters before the Justice League. You should probably do two movies with every character before the Justice League. Well, it's because everybody knows Batman. We've seen his origin story a thousand times. Well, not those, bat, not that Batman, not that group of people. I know, that, that was their mentality. I don't believe in it. Because I always believe they're corner cutters, is what they are. Well, yeah, because they were like, we gotta, we gotta match Marvel right now. We gotta jump on this train while it's hot. Well, and see how that worked out for you. It's like they jumped onto the moving train and then they fell out the other door on the other side and just rolled on the ground and cracked into a rock. It could have been so good, and I maintain to this day that that DCEU could have been something freaking special. Like, let's just say they would have had a Kevin Feige and then rolled that thing up into a perfect ball, everything on schedule. Yeah. That thing could have been really good. Oh, yeah. I believe it. That thing could have been equal to Marvel, to the uh, the Avengers, easily. My God. I mean, just Superman, Batman, and then Momoa took Aquaman to new levels, and then Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Like, they could have been right there with Cap and Tony Stark. And Well, I think you could also, also argue that, you know, competition is what creates, you know, something great. And I think... They folded. I, I, well, here's what happened. I think when Iron Man started, that was during the time of the Dark Knight. And those were the com- competitors. And that's what got you into Thor and Captain America and the first Avengers. But you had a hiatus. And then when the Marvel movies were steaming up, you had the Man of Steel, which was trying to fight at the same time. And you were trying to establish both at once. But then, when the collapse of the Justice League happened, uh, you had the, I mean, absolutely epic, monumental moment of Endgame and Infinity War, right? They were, I mean, they were pretty epic before that with Civil War and uh, oh, the yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah. So they had monster steam going into that, and then they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, but, but then, if so let's say if the Justice League hadn't failed, you would have gotten those same movies, but I feel like that would have helped Phase 5 of Marvel because competition would would be happening currently, and you would have had Justice League in a good spot, and you, yeah. and you would have had Marvel in a good spot, and they're going to be like, well, we have to have a better product. So, like, all these new shows that haven't been doing well and these movies that people feel are just cash grabs at this point, they probably wouldn't feel like that. 
because you would actually have competition and people fighting to yeah. actually make a better product. Because right now, Marvel's just established, and they're like, we can make anything and sell it, and they'll eat it up. Well, if you had competition, they'll be like, we have to put thought into this and make sure people want to see it more so than DC and vice no. versa. It didn't happen. Yeah, I know. It's now, all hypothetical. Now we're trying to start something new after the other side had 10, 12, or yeah, about 14 years of steady success. And now you're going to try to do the same thing. So I think people are honestly sick of superhero movies. I mean, they want movies like The Batman with Pattinson, but I don't know if they want just a goofy superhero out there. I'm going to be honest. Do people even want Ant-Man? No. Quantum Theory or whatever? And this one looks terrible. And uh, the Wasp looks terrible. They replaced uh, the daughter with a different actress. Because she's a bit older now, right? Yeah. And the guy playing, I, I, I don't know. I have no interest in that. Oh, if no. you go back and you watch Marvel from Iron Man until Endgame, I mean, they don't miss, really. So there you go. Okay. Incredible Hulk. Oh, Edward Norton? <laughs> Man, that, that Hulk was so much more jacked. I know. He, he scared me. What An abomination? You... Oh, my God. What if you had that Hulk and uh, you said, Dr. Banner, now would be a good time to get angry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's up to the freaking roof. What about Eric Bana? Bring him back. It might be time to get angry and he... <laughs> <laughs> grows the size of a mountain. Yeah. And those, uh, you know, in the, the original uh, Avengers, when all, they're coming out of that portal, mm -hmm. Loki brought all those. Hulk's just like, just closes it right up. That's it. <laughs> yep. Well, Tony Stark in that movie, Iron Man does say, they, uh, Loki said, we've got something. He said, we've got a Hulk. Yeah. Now, what if it was Eric Bana? <laughs> It'd be like, yeah. It's like, okay, that's actually believable. I just hate in Ragnarok when he fights that wolf and he looks so puny. Mm -hmm. Now he beats the crap out of him, but he looks like a little thumbnail. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to look at Hulk as like a little guy with little man syndrome. This guy's a, a beast, a mountain. Well, he's, he's the strongest of all the Marvel characters. He cannot be killed, pretty much, and he's literally the strongest. Yeah, that's why they made him weak at the end. Like, I don't get it. Like he, he's, That was a mistake. <laughs> he's OP for a reason. He really is. And he's needed because, and, and just being realistic, Marvel characters are not that strong. Now, you got Captain America, who's pretty good. You have Thor. I'll give him that. Thor is Thor. He's a god. He has earned it. Black Widow, she's... She's you, just a person. She's she's a secret agent. You have Hawkeye. He shoots a bow real good. You have Spider-Man. He's got some legitimacy to him. Iron Man, if you take away the power core, he's he's, you know... Crawling little zombie. If you just think of a crossover, like if the DCEU would have worked, mm -hmm. I mean, Superman himself could have killed all those guys. <laughs> Superman alone could have defeated probably most of the Avengers cast. If you watch Aquaman 1, they try to stab him and it's like hitting iron. Mm -hmm. 
Like, uh, I can't think of one character, except for maybe the Hulk, that could beat him. But maybe you just drown the Hulk and you do that. Well, you remember what they did in the Eric Bannon movie? He just put him on the on the jet and just took him into space, froze him, and then dropped him back to Earth. Yeah. Superman could do that. For God's sake, he, he lifted, uh, not Thanos, Darkseid, and threw him into, like, mountains and stuff. I'm I mean, sure he could lift Hulk. You know how much I love Chris Evans as Captain America? Mm-hmm. Against that, anybody in that Justice League, he would be a toast. He'd be like a bug on a windshield. The only one he'd give a run for his money is Batman, but Batman would out-strategize him in a second. Yeah, I was that Ben Affleck Batman, have you seen those training montages? It would be over. <laughs> that 6'4 Affleck that kills people? Yeah, who flips tires and... Kill Captain America. <laughs> he killed Superman with a piece of kryptonite. <laughs> with a little bitty rock. With a spike. Yeah. A lance. <laughs> you think that ruthless Batman wouldn't take down Cap? <laughs> yeah, hey, that's a fair point. That oh Batman my was God. ruthless. My favorite uh, was the uh, kryptonite gas. You know, yeah. the gas canister. Like, good Lord, he came prepared. Jesus. That was nuts. That movie sucked, but that's nuts. I mean, the fight was cool, but then they like teamed up after Martha. Yeah, stupid. If you're gonna go that, why did you say that name? Why did you say Martha? Stupid. That was a dumb How can timing. you mess that up? But just that was just an off my head thing. We were talking about the Hulk and the power, and I was just thinking about how much more powerful the DCU guys are than the Marvel guys. Well, that's why I always thought DC was better because not only were the characters more powerful, but the stakes were always higher. Do you think Dark Side? <laughs> <laughs> the Omega Beams, you know how dangerous those are? I mean, you imagine Superman's um, like laser vision. Mm-hmm. You think that's bad. The Omega Beams are, are 30 times worse. And Because here's the thing. Superman can only look in one direction and shoot it in one straight line. The Omega Beams, they come out of his eyes, and they can literally just change direction at any, any time he feels like. I mean, I think... Just Zod himself could destroy uh, the Avengers. No, I believe it. Probably be easy, honestly. Like that portal in Avengers One, if like Zod came down out of that, mm-hmm. he'd just like decap. Yeah, yeah, like could you imagine that? He pulled their spine out of their bodies, <laughs> like the Predator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to see Zod versus the Predator, like the Predator. <laughs> The you predator, about the Arnold Schwarzenegger predator. I think the predator is like uh, they were like the pets of Kryptonians, but then it blew up, and so they got feral. Oh, okay. What do you think? I mean, I like it personally. That's just well, hey, I made that up out of thin air. Hey, write it down. It's uh, cousins of abomin or not abomination. Uh, uh, oh God, the guy Doomsday. Mm-hmm. They're cousins with Doomsday. That works for me. There we go. Let's write. Yeah. Let's write that movie right now. Like Azog the Defiler when he's riding that. Uh, that warg. That warg is kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've lost it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all I've got on this. I okay. mean, we'll keep. I'm sure we'll do any new update. Oh yeah. We'll talk about it. Well. Is that it? I guess so. Well, that's our episode on the reaction of James Gunn's DCU. All right, uh, for plugs, what do you got going on YouTube right now? 
Uh, we're currently doing a full Silent Hill playthrough. Uh, you know, that's Josh's baby right there. He's that's, been wanting to do that forever. And, and we and got we have the, the equipment. Yeah. 1080p for PlayStation uh, 2? PlayStation 2. Well, PlayStation 2, the original Xbox. I'm sure we get PlayStation 10, 1. With that adapter cord being captured in 1080p, that is... You're not going to see any better quality for an old game. Yeah, like yeah, PS2, Xbox original era. Mm -hmm. yeah, we got, I think, one of the best qualities you can get. Yeah. So you can check us out on YouTube at Dumb Dominoes to see the Silent Hill. Uh, we, st we got Dead Space. We got the finale up finally. Dead Space is completed, and uh, Josh put up a Hitman video. You and uh, Josh also still have the uh, football. Uh, the football still ongoing. NCAA Football 08, we're playing a double dynasty and bringing you all the games and all the recruiting. Mm -hmm. And uh, for people that love old sports games, which I know tons of people do, come check us out. Yeah, I'm currently playing, I uh, have two playthroughs going, one still God of War. That's probably going to be going on for Good next Lord. year. Yeah. And then uh, I got Crisis up. Yeah. I'm going to try and get it up because so, it's a shorter game. So Yeah. And you can come see us if you want to see our ugly mugs on Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> what? Our ugly mugs. TikTok. We've had a video on TikTok cross over 100,000 views. So it seems like we're actually kind of getting some traction on that. So oh, yeah. I'm happy to see that. And you should be getting a car ride review in a reasonable amount of time on uh, Midnight Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin, starring Dave Bautista. Yeah. So that's what to look forward to. And uh, anything else? That's all I got. Well, open and closing music by Daniel Schroeder. Bye, everybody. See ya.